Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. Quest Gaming Network. Happy birthday to you. Hi everybody, welcome to Quest Gaming Network's <laughs> birthday. Thank you, Liz, for that awesome introduction. Man, Liz has got a voice. <laughs> hey! Happy birthday! Yay! Well, technically, happy UGN. Technically, our one-year anniversary is in four days on the eighth, which is also Evarwin's birthday. Oh, so, yep, that's right. So happy Big pre-birthday to him too. Thanks. Um, we're doing a special episode tonight, if you guys haven't figured. This is not Elder Scrolls Off the Record. This is, in fact, a one-year anniversary special. Yar. Elder Scrolls Off the Record will we'll resume next week. If my, uh, you know, get, if my burps and stop wanting to come up right now, it's kind of embarrassing <laughs> recording. Uh, and as us. we segue for Joe's gas. <laughs> <laughs> I am Joe the Widget Wilson. I am the producer for Quest Gaming Network, and joining me is the creative director and my partner in crime, Eve Arwin. Hey, chat room. Joe. Hello, everyone. Happy birthday, Quest Gaming Network. And joining us is the lore master himself. I always get that messed up anyway, so I might as well start calling him lore master. Louis Alon. Hello, hello, Joe. Louis Varwin. Hello, chat room. Happy birthday, QGN. Where's the cake? Joe, he promised his cake. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, cake. It's in the mail. I'm not, I, I can't guarantee the state it will be in when it arrives, but um, it's in the mouth. Sweet! <laughs> Lewis is actually one of the senior staff of Quest Gaming Network. Little known little group there. And another senior staff and lead host of the network, Mr. David Deenforce Adams. Hey, everybody. Again, happy birthday, everybody. Glad uh, we can we got to the one-year mark. Woo! Yay! Excited about that. By the way, I ate the cake. Oh, that's uh, what happened. Uh, right. Oh. <laughs> and joining us tonight is another lead host for the network and senior staff member, Fred W. Woodley. I'm glad that Dave ate the cake because it took me a long time to make that out of mud and dirt. <laughs> <laughs> Carefully crafted by Fred. It wasn't a lie, but it was mud. Oh. One of our, our minor staff members. <laughs> Dance. I can feel the glare. Mr. Dan Boontini Wilson, my brother. I'm glad you can feel it. I mean, because you can't see it right now, but it's definitely there. Hey, everybody, and happy birthday, QGN! Hey! The big one digit. This is all the people I could pull together for this, because everyone else decided to run and hide. The big one digit. The one digit. One Anyway, so this is going to be a celebration of Best Gaming Network and what has happened the last year. Some little side stories. We're going to make fun of make fun of Fred's interview for the network and what happened when Dave joined, how we got Lou in. Dan's just here for color. <laughs> <laughs> and we may be opening up the live the, the chat room for questions later on if they if they should choose to ask them. So. This is all QG and stuff, and Yvarwin, I'm going to let you actually take it away. Yeah, okay. Um, gee, 
way to way to you know throw a wrench at the old the old works there. I had no idea that was coming. <laughs> Boom. So, um, oh man, I'm really excited about this. This is this is just this is amazing. This has been one one heck of a year um, from from how we started to creating Skyrim off the record to Elder Scrolls off the record, all the other shows in between, and then ending off where we're at today, doing our our uh, one year anniversary. It's just, uh, it was unbelievable. I, I, I came down, started writing up the notes, and the way I wanted to do this was uh, I wanted to think about every major thing, landmark, hallmark that's happened in this year, and just kind of throw it on the notes here so we have it in front of us so we can, you know, if we see it, we want to talk about it. And, and what turned out uh, was like two and a half pages worth of just bulleted notes. I mean, it's it's unbelievable what <laughs> what we've gone through. So um, so basically, what we're going to do is we're just we're just going to go straight from the beginning, um, October eighth, twenty eleven. Uh, Joe and I sat down with uh, with Mike Forney, and we started our first episode of the Quest Show. But it wasn't just a, a a thing where we said let's just do a show, guys. Like it came out of it came out of another show and another uh, story. It, <laughs> What's that? This is an interesting story, how it came about. Oh, yeah. Um, it came out of another show called Player vs. Rift that, uh, that you know, you've, you've heard us mention before. Joe was on. He, uh, he wrote that show. He was the, uh, the second chair co-host for that show. Dave Adams was on that show as well. And um, it was, you know, it was obviously it was about Rift. And uh, it made uh, 20 episodes. And then the the owner of the show decided that it was time to to turn off that show and uh, go a different route. For the sake of being a uh, for being well correct here, we'll just call this person the owner of that show. We'll call him Tiger. 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 <laughs> Darn you, Frosted Flakes! Yep. <laughs> Tiger blood, man. He's winning. Uh, yeah, I don't know about Tiger, but okay. <laughs> we could we could make it all legal and call him the owner. We could just call like him we're playing guess who? Does this not person be play golf? So, um, I, I kind of lost my place, but uh, <laughs> I, I mean, uh, we we started. You know, it's it started from there. Um, the owner had said he didn't want to do it anymore. Joe approached him, asked him, you know, I could take it over. The owner said, "Nah, let's let's not. Uh, I don't want to do that. You know, this is my show. Well, You're not having it." Uh, I mean, Joe. I mean, what's what's that <clears throat> side of the story? I mean, you were in that meeting. Yeah, when I approached him about doing it, I thought he would be all for it because the reason he wanted to stop doing the show was he got a job to do a podcast officially for, um, what's the maker of Rift again? Tryon. Tryon. Tryon thank you. So he he couldn't do the show anymore, but I wasn't under any restrictions because only he got all the money and everything. So in the twenty year time time card. But anyway, I'm you know no hard feelings there. <clears throat> but uh, I got in the meeting with him because I approached Yvarwin in it because he was a a fan of that show and we had him on as a guest with us a couple of times. Dave disappeared on the face off the face of the map. Yeah, <laughs> I uh, I had family issues at that time and I couldn't do anything. Yeah, I didn't hear from Dave for months after that. But mm-hmm. so I approached Yvarwin about it and my my good friend, my best friend Mike Forney, and asked him, "Well, how about let 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 us take it over and we can, you know, keep it going because the fans loved it. Why not?" 
he flipped out on me and pretty much said that one of the first things he said is you couldn't do as good as I as I could at running the show. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> God. I, I mean, uh, that's <laughs> which was amazing. ironic, seeing as how me and Joe were running that show, yeah. writing it, doing all the work for it. It was crazy. Did you suggest that maybe if you had a bag of cookies, you could give it a try? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let me eat some cookies and some food while I'm podcasting. Yeah, I'll match you. No problem. So he shot us down, said that there's no way. I own it. You can't touch it. And that was the end of it. So what happened after that is I told Yvonne the deal of it. So we decided to, you know what? Screw it. Let's just do a general gaming podcast. It's just something that we can talk about any game that we want to and have fun with it. And Initially, <laughs> what we wanted to do was we wanted to make our own Rift podcast. Yeah. And uh, we figured, you know what, out of out of respect for, you know, the owner of, of that show, let's just, let's not, let's not do that because this is going to create a whole host of issues because he's very vindictive. And uh, we didn't want to, you know, mess around in his arena and try and get a, a show going at the same time because it's going to ruin the show. And and honestly, you know, he feels that way about it. Let's just not even let's just not even go there. So we we wanted to go a different route. And um, we came up with the idea of a general gaming podcast. We sat down. It was uh, Dave and I and, and Mike Forney, his his good friend, his best friend. And uh, just kind of, you know, on the Skype call, just figuring out like, all right, so what are we going to do? And and uh, um how are how what are we going to name it and, and we came up with this idea of you know let's let's talk about all we're, we're on a quest for gaming you know let's let's talk about all games not just you know what's going on right now and what we're playing let's talk about stuff that's inspired us in the past and let's talk about in-game moments because that's always the coolest thing to talk about and let's 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 talk about uh you know some critical things some critical issues that we're, we're thinking about in gaming right now and um that's how the quest show the quest gaming podcast came came to be conceptually anyway yeah i remember the meetings we had just trying to figure out a name yeah i was trying to we... before this i was trying to figure out trying to remember all the names that we went through to, to do it I, yeah i remember that that a few of those meetings i remember one of them that we were looking up we we i can't remember what the name we settled on but we started searching and found out that there was another podcast and it was like a religious podcast it with was the, the exact quest. same name it was the quest was that quest yeah yeah, we thought we we figured heck we're a different uh, we're a, we're a different genre altogether, and they don't really record anymore. So let's do it. So we went for yeah. it anyway, and they yeah, didn't have exactly a trademark or anything. So so yeah, um, basically that that occurred in September, early September. We uh, we gave it about a month. You know, Joe sat down and got his uh, his audio figured out and made the bumpers. We had a couple more meetings, and then boom, October eighth. You made half those bumpers. I uh, I made one. I, I remember making one. You made, you made verses. <laughs> oh, yeah, I did, yeah. didn't I? Yeah, that was my voice on that. Verses. <laughs> yep. I remember because you were so excited about that that you that you put a challenge up for a contest to see who could name the audio bites that were used. Oh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> it really feels like we've been doing this more than a year. <laughs> I know. I know. It feels like forever ago. Oh my wow. God! So uh, then we that that was off and running. Um, 
and we had we had an absolute blast just just figuring out this whole this whole podcasting thing. Um, we got a couple of episodes uh, done and released, and and we were super excited that it was on iTunes, and uh, we had our own Podbean webpage and. <laughs> Um, and an app. Don't forget about the app. Yeah, the app. Oh, yeah, that's that should that should get mentioned because that's kind of like a catalyst for other stuff we want to talk about. <laughs> so um, another way that we wanted to, we're always thinking about. Even back then, we were thinking about how can we bring our show to to people um, in the in the best way possible. And and uh, Joe was telling me that you know Podbean has has a, a thing on it where you can create an app, and then you can have it on the you know the. the the google store and people can download it and it'd be great so joe went through all the steps of of making the app and uh it got released and i was so excited for this um i couldn't believe that we're actually going to have we don't not only did we have our own our own podcast uh which was exciting enough for me all in you know in and of itself i mean uh i was a huge fan of, of podcasting um and and now i'm doing one and, and now i have an app too and <laughs> it's the coolest thing in the world um, now I don't quite remember how it went. What was it? I mean, it was it was uh, it was something with the app, right? That you had to when you downloaded it, there was a fee that you paid. It was like a yeah. two dollar fee. It was a dollar ninety nine. Dollar ninety nine. We started advertising. Well, the other individual that we spoke of earlier, who owned that old Rift show, mm-hmm. we kept in contact with because I actually happened to be on his new Star Wars uh, his new Star Wars podcast. I was one of the hosts on that for like an episode, I believe. Um, that was when this app came out. It was uh, very early October and, uh, we started advertising for it. And, and this guy just jumped all over it on Twitter saying that, uh, oh, I, I've, I've, uh, I've never heard of an app that you, I've never heard of a podcast you had to pay for was the first words that came out of his mouth. And I had to correct him on Twitter, which is embarrassing enough to do this on in, in the public forum. Um, but he was saying basically that, uh, you have to pay in order to download our show, which is not true at all. It's, it's free on iTunes and it was the app that you had to get, which is a total random thing. You didn't have to get it. So I had to defend that. And, uh, it started this back and forth on Twitter that was very public, very embarrassing. And, uh, all because, you know, he said this intentionally to be spiteful. And, um, and that was it. I had just about had it with this guy. So I told the clown off. I told him I'm not doing your stupid Star Wars show anymore. And then that was it. I was completely galvanized with my relationship with Joe and the Quest show. And, <laughs> and that was it. I was going full steam ahead with this. <laughs> and that kind of spawned the, the, as you coined it, the podcast war. Yeah. Yeah. We had got to be a little selective with this one. Um, this is where things get touchy. <laughs> a, a little bit. Yeah. The reason why this is important and we want to bring it up is because the Quest show did not have a very good beginning at all. Yeah. And it was because of this other individual. On top of trying to, in a, in a public forum and in a public way, trying to uh, make our show look bad and the rest of us look bad, um, he intentionally went out and created tons of fake iTunes accounts and rated our show on iTunes down. He, he gave us a ton of one-star reviews. And if that were not enough, he asked other podcasters that he made uh, you know, uh, friends, friendships with, saying that you know, we did all these horrible things to him, 
and uh, got those guys to go out and make one star reviews on on our <laughs> on our podcast as well. So we had a very stunted beginning with that show, and that created a a uh, this this very difficult ceiling to have to work under. That show constantly had a black cloud over it because of him. And because of these these one star uh, bombs that that we were constantly getting on on that show, and and Joe and I had a had a very meaningful discussion about what we're going to do. And um, after speaking with with Jenny at the time, uh, you know, uh, asking her because she's Jenny's always been my my moral compass in a way. I don't think there's I don't think I've heard you that uh, upset since about anything no. on the podcast world. No, it really hurt. It really hurt badly because the amount of time and effort that that we put into doing the quest show. Um, well, can I, can I step in real quick and yeah, say please. one quick thing? Yeah. Um, one thing I, I want to point out is I realize we're being kind of you know down on this guy, but honestly, before all this happened, no matter what happened with Player versus Rift. He could still have been considered a friend, and for this to all happen, it was it wasn't just you know two podcasters fighting it out. This was a, a direct betrayal of friendship, and it hurt. It hurt a lot. And I know I, I came in at the very end of this, and I can't really speak at, at the time when when Avarwin and Joe were feeling it directly, but I saw what was going on. It was obvious, and it, it hurt for me to even read what was happening. Well, yeah, I mean, you and Joe um, spent a lot of time with him. I mean, 20 episodes is a long time on the mic. You know, yeah. you develop a, a relationship, and, uh, and you're, you're, you're right. I mean, um, up, to, up to that point, I had always seen this as, you know, he was kind of like attacking you guys and really just attacking Joe. But um, once he started, you know, doing this whole one-star thing, and I had severed my own tie with him, I basically viewed this as an attack on on me as well and you know this is this was our baby you know uh, oh, this yeah. is our creative outlet and so it hurt very badly to to see this happen especially when it was well, just unjust and there was no truth behind it yeah yeah that's you know that, that i mean he the kinds of things that were being said were just completely and utterly ridiculous and we knew and, it was him for a fact. A podcaster that we knew during the PVR days sent me an email that was a copy of a Skype message between him and this this owner, and who pretty much blatantly admitted everything. Yeah, I remember you telling me that the uh, the other podcaster who sent you that email, and it was uh, it was the other guy, the owner. Just <laughs> <laughs> well, in any event, um, what we decided to do was nothing. We said we would love to just go over to this guy's house and just beat the hell out of him. We got Um, to that point. Trust me. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, we didn't do that, obviously, because the guy lives states away. And even if he lived next door, I wouldn't do that. Um, But the fact of the matter is I felt like doing it. You know, we all felt like doing it. We were all really, really angry and hurt and disappointed. Um, But we decided not to do anything. We could have gone out and hit with his, his brand new budding Star Wars show. Which which walked in with uh, with a, a built in audience from Player versus Rift, um, could have we could have gone there and just done the exact same thing he did to us, and but we figured you know what, 
We're not going to be any better. That's number one. Number two, karma is a real bitch. And whatever he's doing to us, eventually it's going to come right around. Yeah, that show got hit with one-star reviews, and guess who the first people he blamed? Us. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah that's he did. Not he us. actually blamed us for that. <clears throat> I made it a point that, because I'm a podcaster, to never rate or review any other podcasts. That's unprofessional. Well, yeah. all I'm going to say is, I wasn't on the network at the time, and so somebody on this particular episode may have been one of those one-star reviews we may have mentioned passively. <laughs> So but, Fred's been fired recently. <laughs> <laughs> so well, that's, yeah. that's that, that was the whole podcast war thing. Yeah, you can't expect to have a five star podcast when you release one episode every three months. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, you're, you're saying that you're the one, one of the ones that rated his his showdown. I'm just saying somebody in this call. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Okay, he's not wasn't fired. on the network mm-hmm. at the time. <laughs> Um, okay, so the reason why that's all ex- is is important because we want to we want to illustrate the the kind of difficulty that we had um, bringing up bringing up that show. Um, additionally, in spite of all that, Joe and I said uh, let's let's just let's not just do the quest show. Let's start putting out other things on this feed because we've got so much more that we can do and that we can share. Let's really show people that we're not just, you know, what was it like a three star show at the time? Yeah. But we had, Which looks awful on iTunes. We had so many great ideas and such big plans for that show. Some of them I, I wish would have came to be, but it, it's still one of them is still a, a good one that we are going to hopefully get to episode four soon. And that was dungeon quest, right? Yeah. Yeah. This, this, started um dungeon quest and and another episode that we did which we wanted to be a series called side quest yeah side quest oh that was so much fun (laughs) oh yeah we did one of those episodes and what happened what side quest was was live events we wanted to do live recorded events for video game launches um e3 dragon con you name it but We only got before we decided to shut all this down. We I, I went out to a local Best Buy during the Modern Warfare Three launch, the midnight <laughs> launch. Yeah, and I was there. They set me up. The, the Best Buy was fantastic. I give I, th- I still thank those guys um, for all they did. They set me up at the front of the line. I, they brought people in early to come in and talk to me. They had me play the game hours before it launched. In a private room that was all the best audio, you, uh, best uh, home theater stuff you can get. <laughs> yeah, it was so much fun. And I had Ivarwin on the call with me the entire night. I think we recorded something a total of like four and a half hours of audio. Yeah. And wound up using about two hours of it. Yeah. We uh, we were up most of the night just uh, just on that call, just uh, trying to get the, the fans' reactions um, outside, who were who were lined up outside Best Buy in the middle of November in Buffalo, New York, <laughs> trying to trying to get their hands on the, on the brand new copy of Modern Warfare Three, and um, you know I was I was back home, um, just kind of like in the the base in quotes, if you will, while Joe was out there trying to get all this reaction and the store reaction, and and we had we had an absolute blast just just trying to get that that 
reaction out of out of uh, buying a brand new game that you can't wait to uh, to get. And it was a huge release too. Everyone was really looking forward to that game coming out. Oh, big time! And uh, and this also led to Dungeon Quest, which was con- conceived as as just a, a couple of a couple of guys just playing D anD D and just recording it. And then it turned into uh, so let's do that, and then add in a, you know let's add in a really good story, and then <laughs> it kind of went from there. <laughs> so, um, all right. So I guess once those we wanted to do another side quest thing, all right, but that that really couldn't come into fruition for for two reasons. Number one, um, we were hard pressed to find. Um, really like time at that point because we had started to develop this idea about about uh, possibly ending the quest show in favor of of a uh, of a Skyrim show. Actually, no, we actually launched that during the last three weeks of the Quest Gaming Podcast. Oh, you're right. We yeah. wanted to add the we Skyrim still had... as a supplement to that show, kind of like what Dungeon Quest and Side Quest was. That's right. We we scrapped the side quest idea for Skyrim off the record. Yes. And initially we wanted to we wanted to get Mike on there, but he wasn't too interested in Skyrim, not like Joe and I were. Right. So we're thinking, you know, what other what other guy can we dupe to uh <laughs> <laughs> to do this? And that Lou, that's when you came in, right? Yep. <laughs> right around that time. <laughs> that's when I uh pop my head and go, What's going on here? And that's kind of how Lou became a part of the network was the fact that he was our only emailer weekly for the Quest Gaming Podcast. And he had emails, I still remember his emails, having to weed through them, picking and choosing his questions that would best fit for that show that day. Because <laughs> <laughs> there was so many. <laughs> Lou, why don't you tell us a little bit about, about how, how you went from emailing the Quest show and then getting involved in in Skyrim off the record. Tell us tell us your side of that story. Gosh, where to begin? Let me start at the beginning. First, there's all blackness. And, oh wait, that's too far back. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Leave it to the lower mess to go that back. far back. <laughs> <laughs> well, when I first started listening to uh, the podcast with Joe and Dave and Varwin. And Mike, uh, Ivar and I were playing Rift uh, in the same guild. Dave was never on the quest. Oh, uh, well, uh, with um, oh, gosh, it was just me, Ivarwin, and Mike. Mike, and uh, we had uh, his cousin on once too. And the cousin, my gosh! <laughs> They're in a Halloween episode. <laughs> Damn good. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but Ivarwin had approached me and told me actually about uh, about the shows. And that uh, he was also wondering, you know, if I had any questions or anything that, you know, I'd like to hear about, you know, hear them discuss. Is, you know, why don't you just write them in? Let us know. And if we, you know, we want, if we'll use it, you know, we'll use it on the show. I thought, cool. That'd be kind of nice to see, you know, see if someone actually read, reads my stuff. So what I literally did, though, the very first time I wrote in, I actually sat down for a few minutes. Going, All right. Now, how... How can I ask these questions at one sending too much like a nerd? Oh, too late for that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> to something that they might consider interesting to answer. So, literally, what I did was I had just received my copy of Game Informer. So I spent like the next twenty minutes of that just reading through that entire magazine, 
all right, uh, what can I talk about that I, I, I'd like to see covered? Oh, so you cheated. <laughs> <laughs> cliff Notes. These are Cliff Notes. This is the precursor of the wiki. <laughs> right. So I used that, and I actually sent in a couple questions, and then lo and behold, a few days later... <laughs> And I'm listening, like, oh my god, I'm actually using my question. What's up with that? <laughs> Dude. Well, yeah. you had some great questions. I mean, uh, whether whether you got your, your uh, inspiration out of Game Informer or not, the fact is, is, you know, you 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 had this information in your head, and you had some really great questions that, that were being asked, and we wanted to... Uh, Part of the part of the show was to feature, you know, critical thinking about gaming, which is something you don't really see a lot. And uh, and that's what was being done. We thought it was absolute gold. Right. And, and I remember you guys talking to me afterwards saying, dude, nice questions. Thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, why don't you come on the show? Yes. And, uh, yeah, that's actually, I think, um, after a couple of weeks of me sending stuff in, I believe Yvonne had approached me saying, you know, do you want to actually just be on the show? You know, just dial in, use Skype, whatever, and and – you know, actually ask your questions, pose your questions right then and there. And I remember as soon as he said that, I shot him down. <laughs> <Really quick. laughs> actually, what Lou said was, I I don't know if I'm ready for that. I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was all about the, oh, eh. no. I don't know about all that. <laughs> Which I'm glad you mentioned because when we approached you with with Skyrim off the record, I honestly like I thought you were going to tell us no, um, because you, you just you know that month a month earlier I had asked you and you're like yeah, no I don't want to do it. So what what changed between then and then and then Skyrim off the record? What changed? Well, as I listened to more of the shows, okay, and then realizing that you know I do enjoy, still do, you know the, the banter. All right, the the camaraderie that that comes through on You're the show, <laughs> and, <laughs> and uh, seeing that, yeah, you know what, it maybe is something I really would like to do. You know, it, it'd be nice to actually talk with other gamers, okay, who aren't, for lack of a better, who aren't afraid to actually speak their opinions about games, about about games, the gaming industry, the people in it, okay, and openly and honestly discuss these things. Because, you know, let's face it, sometimes if you talk about these things in public, people look at you as if you have four heads. <laughs> okay. You know, like the geek nerd culture is out there, but you know, people still look at you skew and go, nerd. Oh, it's on the <laughs> rise. It's on a big rise. Yeah. So okay. that's, you know, that, that, that's what inspired me to say, you know what, I'll, I'll give it a shot. I think it'd be cool to actually be part of something like that. I don't think you've ever told me this, by the way. <laughs> this is the first I'm yeah. hearing it. Yeah, I don't I'm think we're going my, my my head in my hands like, okay, okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> I've asked I've asked Lou this question before, and it's always been, ah, you know, I just I don't know, I just felt like doing it. <laughs> it's never been this detailed. Um, all right, so then, so then, uh, so then, there we go, Skyrim off the record, and and Joe, uh. <laughs> I, I gotta get this from you because only you do this the best way. I, I mean, uh, the initial reaction that we had off of off of Skyrim off the record was just like, oh dear oh, lord, yeah, unbelievable, floored. Tell us a little bit about 
about going from the Quest show to Skyrim off the record, and like for you, what the what the reaction was like to the show for you? <laughs> well, obviously, when we first started this idea of Skyrim, well, when you first started talking about it on Quest, the Quest podcast, I was never really into it. Never a big Elder Scrolls kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Well, obviously, I got into Skyrim. And I, I fell in love with it. And when you approach it from your shower idea, this is where the famous shower idea came into play. Oh, I forgot all about that. <laughs> I forgot to bring that up. Yeah. What, well, oh, my God. This is, this is Well, Ivarwin, I was working on um, a new – I think it was a new segment idea for the Quest show. And Ivarwin called me on Skype all of a sudden and said, I just had a shower. I'm like, fantastic. This is getting weird. No, no. I had an idea. <laughs> 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 so like okay, I'm I'm listening because he was so excited. I had an awesome idea. You got to hear this, and he he started talking about doing a a Skyrim specific show. No one's doing it. Let's see. Uh, all these ideas came out of him. Like, I think his his excitement was infectious. So I was like, okay, sure, let's do it. And that's when we started thinking about the third person, and we got Lou involved, and we started naming it, and how we want to figure out how to do it, segment it, and I was getting into it, and then. uh we were averaging about 300 listeners a month, maybe 400 for the Quest Gaming podcast or per episode, which, nah, not not anything fantastic, trust me. Mm-hmm. But um, we got we we decided to do a little episode zero. Episode zero is designed to not only inform the public this show is coming, a little bit, a little quick blurb about it, but the main purpose behind it is to get iTunes started iTunes can take up to two weeks for the feed to actually process and hit iTunes proper. So, we launched episode zero two weeks before our initial launch date. And we didn't think anything of it. Within, I'm going to say, what, 48 hours, it hit iTunes? Yeah. And we got, I was one day just looking through uh, our numbers, and I saw episode zero's numbers after one day. I was like, what? I thought I was looking at the Quest Gaming podcast entire year. <laughs> <laughs> the numbers were astronomical compared to anything I had seen before. It was more than anything I'd ever seen on the Player vs. Rift podcast. It blew my mind. And we started getting emails. I mean, lots of them. <laughs> the whole thing was just mind-blowingly awesome. And it, it sparked a whole new interest for myself and Ivarwin and Mike and Lou about podcasting. Yeah. That's really that's really like the cornerstone here. This is this is kind of like the the shift that um that turned, you know, a small little indie podcast into into this idea of of a network. Now, here's the side of that that shower story you guys don't know. Which oh, is God. Uh, no, please just we don't oh. want what I was actually uh, <laughs> thinking about in the shower. Oh no! Oh, God, <laughs> we don't need to know this story. Thank you. I was uh, I was angry, and because I like pain. Uh, no. <laughs> oh, oh, wow. oh. Um, no, I was I was angry. Um, the the whole in quotes you know podcast war um, was still on uh, you know kind of on our heels, and and I was I've, I'm always thinking about about ways to make this whole this whole venture better. And at the time I was thinking how can I make this this one little show, you know, better? Cuz we we put in a lot of time, how can we do this? And um 
so I, I had to get ready for work. And uh, so I, you know, I jumped in the shower, I was getting ready for work. And um, I started thinking to myself, okay, what if, what if we just started a new show? Okay, so if we do a new show, what would it be? It's got to be something that every that we're really interested in. What are we interested in? Ah, oh, you know, Joe and I, we really talk a lot about Skyrim. But you can't make a whole show about Skyrim. How dumb is that? That's like the worst idea ever. Yeah, and I stopped. And I said, wait a second. All right, what else can we do? Uh, an Xbox show. Uh, maybe. Uh, a PS3 show? Yeah, but I don't have PS3. Uh, PC show's a little too big. Gee, I kept hitting, hitting this whole Skyrim thing. Skyrim, Skyrim. And I said to myself, you know what? Let's just do... Let me pitch the idea to Joe on a Skyrim show because it's going to be coming from the heart and it's going to be honest. It's going to be people that play this game talking about it, entertained with it, and talking about it excited, and that excitement is going to be an honest excitement. I said, this is, it's, it's a long shot, but it's got to be good just based on that. So that's when I made, I placed the call to Joe, and, uh, and he, he liked it. Uh, he liked the idea. I couldn't believe it. I thought he was going to say, that's uh, pretty freaking awful of Arwen, and uh, <laughs> shut your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> um, one thing's for After for that phone call. Is I've always taken your ideas seriously, even when you pull some pranks on me. You, yeah, you always did. And I don't know why, but you always <laughs> did. <laughs> and always do. But yeah, that was the one thing I thought about was this is the worst idea for a show ever. Like you can't possibly – it's a single-player game. Who the hell wants to th- listen to a show about a single-player game? <laughs> and uh, I said, you know what? It's going to be an honest excitement, and I think based on that, we should we should probably explore doing a show Another like this. Another thing that we didn't tell very many people about was the fact that when we originally conceptualized this idea, it was supposed to be just a very short-term show, a booster. Yeah. That's all oh, it's yeah. supposed to be. A very yep. we were thinking maybe two months. Yeah, at the most. At the most, tops. I remember even saying that to you. Like, I think this is going to. I mean, if we do this show, it's going to be. It's a single player game. I mean, how relevant? Blah blah blah. Uh, two months tops. Two months. And Joe's like, yeah, we might be able to squeak a third month out of it. So maybe like an episode twenty if we're lucky. I'm like, I don't know if we're going to be that lucky, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, chat room's going 40 episodes later. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, yeah. And a year later, right, right, Ninja Kirby. Um, so, all right, so that's that's how the whole Skyrim off the record thing came about. And we asked Lou. Lou was excited. I didn't think that was going to happen either. But, you know, here I am with, with Joe and Lou, and, and, you know, we're doing this, and, and uh, the episode zero, the... The uh, download numbers were off the off the chart. I mean, through the roof. I think that was the first time we've actually seen thousands of downloads on our feed. Just thousands. Yeah. Um, we were used to, like you said, Joe. A couple what of was hundred. It? What was that? A couple of hundred. A couple of hundred. That's what we were used to, and here we are, topping. You know. A thousand and you know I don't know whatever, but it was just it was ridiculous. And I won't get um, into the exact numbers, but episode zero did a lot more than that. Yeah, <laughs> a lot. Yeah, and uh, we it was just it was totally exciting for us, and and we realized um, this is definitely something that we can we can keep going. 
we can keep doing this. This is fun, and, and people are liking it and enjoying it. I was so much fun. We opened up a, a live stream because of it, our first live shows. Yeah. Um, which also brought in a new character to the mix, thanks to the live shows. Yeah, that's right. Uh, we started doing our live shows, had the chat room in there. People were coming into the chat rooms, and uh, then we we met a we met a mistress named LeBeau. The one person that stuck out like a sore thumb on a bad Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> With the pink text letters for her name. <laughs> we we met a mistress named LeBeau, and uh, we we had such such a great time. Just as we were talking, we couldn't look into the chat room because. There would be her pink text name coming up in the chat room, just saying like the most ridiculous things, <laughs> so random things out of the blue, and it caused us to actually create some actually some actual blooper reels because of something she said that screwed me up or Evarwin. Well, I believe it was episode one of Skyrim Off the Record when Evarwin said that he hopes that she keeps showing up to the chat room. <laughs> so Evarwin cursed you guys. I think. Uh... I think you might be remembering that correctly. I, I, I don't remember that. <laughs> yeah, she I just heard it a few weeks ago, trust me. Okay. I don't remember the exact episode we brought her on. I think it was... It was in the teens. It was early, yeah. Yeah. It was for... Oh, man, it was something with... I don't remember. I don't remember what episode it was when she first showed up. <laughs> Liz in the chat room is saying the only reason why she showed up was to make Joe mess up. <laughs> you succeeded, Liz. You succeeded. And that story, as you guys have know, has, has blossomed, and she's now a, a quest staff member. Yeah. You want to know the answer, Joe? No. <laughs> oh. <laughs> what is it? It was episode number ten. Was it ten? Yeah, you brought her on to talk about the Xbox crowd. In which she managed to enrage every console. Oh game. my lord, I forgot about that. <laughs> oh my god, I forgot about that too. We hate you, Liz. <laughs> yes, I hated Liz for weeks after that. Oh my lord. The most hate mail we've ever gotten was after that episode, thanks to Liz. Yeah. That is, you that guys is are such PC elitists. Liz is my hero. She sticks up for the Xbox people. <laughs> really? Just represent really? my peeps. That was it. <laughs> That was the line that got us the most amount of hate mail that we've ever received. And we're talking about, at the time, we were getting over 50 emails a week in yeah, our inbox. Easy. I mean, this was this was an unbelievable time, because the show had, had gone from um, early December, episode zero, you know, unbelievable numbers that we never thought we would ever see before, um, that we would ever see, to twice that size in downloads um, we were getting like I said 50 over 50 emails I remember one week where I had to sit, we had to sift through nearly 150 emails yeah yeah I remember that that was uh, right around like it was in the teens right around that time it was back in February yeah, yeah. yeah. March. which ridiculous it was unbelievable we were crazy busy doing that we got Doghouse. We signed up Doghouse as a major sponsor. Um, I believe it was during that time as well. Mm -hmm. And uh, then Joe comes up to me with this idea. It's called Star Wars Off the Record. <laughs> but first, 
we can't forget, Dave made a sudden appearance in the, I believe, episode 13, or was it earlier? Pew Pew. Yeah, it was, it was the Pew Pew episode was where I first uh, stepped in. Out of the blue, I got a call from Dave. <laughs> completely out of, the, out of the blue. I was completely shocked and so excited that Dave was calling me. And we reconnected, and I told him about what we were doing with the shows, and he was, I, I just out of the blue, just gunned up, said, Dave, join us. Come on a show. <laughs> just guest host on an episode with, with us. And he said, sure, okay, I'll do it. <laughs> then well, I got, you got to figure, from my point of view, you brought me on the show with, with I Knew You, Joe, and then you brought me on the show with Avarwin, and Avarwin had been a guest on PBR. Right. Like, when I saw, I was like, Avarwin's here full time? Like, really? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, oh, that's that's like, neat. Weren't you just parking my car a couple months ago? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Has it really been that long? Have you had to sink that low, Joe? <laughs> uh, uh, no, but for real, it, it was it was a great time. I, I had I haven't had so much fun in months before that, and I. It just, I'll tell you right now, since that first episode that I came on with y'all, uh, Pew Pew, it, being with Quest has just completely blown me away. Just, this has been so much fun. Now we don't want you to go away. We'll grab you by your pigtails and hold on. Yeah. No more disappearing, Dave. <laughs> Yo, people in the chat room are yelling out, Wabajack! 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 After that first episode, we got such a big response about Dave. Me and Varwan are like, yep, we gotta add a four chair. Yeah. <laughs> when you ask Dave on the air to join the network, and he says, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I'm gonna make this official. Dave, do you wanna be part of the Quest Gaming Network? No. <laughs> that was day for yes so I was okay with that <laughs> I remember feeling a cold shudder run down my spine after a second after that <laughs> now, for me this was an unbelievable episode because I've always been a huge huge uh, Dave uh, Dave fan from, yeah, from Player yeah, vs. Yeah. you joined the club I mean just, just <laughs> massive um he his first episode on uh, PBR was was what like episode three four four, four. and uh, I I mean from at that point I was just like oh my god this guy's this guy's great he really adds a, a lot to the show I hope they I hope they do it full time with uh, you know they have him on full time and and uh, a couple of episodes later like he for sure um, after some fighting I understand there there was some uh, he he was on full time. So I listened to you know these guys uh, on that show and and I just I loved Dave and and he was just a great guy and now he's now I'm podcasting with him and like it was a complete like nerd dream for me to to be talking to <laughs> you know not just Joe Wilson but now Dave Dave Adams like you already oh made it you were a fan of Dave it's okay I'm used to it well, <laughs> it's all right well yeah I was I told you that I was a fan of yeah, Dave I, know, but, I, I mean know, I know I know no, I was a, I was a fan <laughs> of you as well. <laughs> But I got over that <laughs> at this point. <laughs> uh, I had gotten over that. I'm just messing with you. And uh, <laughs> so then, all right, so then we, uh, Joe and Dave reconnect, and now Dave's on the show, Lou's on the show, I'm on the show. Like, oh, my God. It, yeah, it's we're a powerhouse. Wildly successful, 50 emails a week, right in this unbelievable show. So much fun. Skyrim off the record. 
can't think about anything else other than doing the show when I'm at work and when I'm at home, I'm actually doing something regarding the show. Hours and hours and hours of my life are being dumped into this thing. I get a call from Joe. Hey, man. How about Star Wars? <laughs> <laughs> you know, you can just tell from that last part of the story that it was building up to the apex, and now we're going to start a downward spiral when Fred comes onto the network and Star Wars <laughs> off the record launches. <laughs> Let's do that really quickly. Uh, just so, not so embarrassed. <laughs> So, uh, Joe, I mean, what do you remember some of those early conversations we had about Star Wars off the record? Well, I remember how it threw you off because, and if you remember in the Quest podcast, I was always the biggest naysayer about uh, Sator Reforged. Not Reforged, sorry. Sator, uh, Star Wars Real Republic. I was the one that was always saying it's going to flop, it's not going to do anything, this is the reason why. And out of the blue, when, when I decided and uh, thought about this for a long time, like, we should give this a shot, when I called you, you were like, are you joking? Yeah. <laughs> it's like... Number one, um, I thought you were joking. That was the first thing that came through my mind. Like, that's funny. And then and you were serious. Yes. And then I, I literally felt my toes sweat. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Joe, uh, the game's been out two months now. Uh, Scott Johnson's freaking doing a show about it. I think I think the ship sailed. <laughs> I don't want to do this. I don't actually. I, don't think this I, is I a believe good idea, we Joe. launched it the week before the game launched, or it was like a week after. Um, I remember it in in February. Yeah, it I don't was. Know. It was in February that that the show start. We you all started the show. Oh okay. Okay, you're right. Because okay. I I was I was on this. I was already playing it mm-hmm. when you all had the show started, and I started at like a week in. Okay. So. My timeline was often. All right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I was, it's it's uh, how many months ago? I mean, you know, are, are, are we going to remember any of this? One hundred percent, probably not. <laughs> yeah. It's it's all foggy. It's all a little foggy, and not to mention that we've probably lived about you know uh, two years in between now and then. <laughs> Pretty much. So uh, I was not into I was not into this because I I thought like <clears throat> this was going to just we're just not going to have a chance. And at the same time, um, we're we're walking into the same arena as uh, as the other guy. And it was just a lot. There was just so much, so much stacked up against that Star Wars show. I didn't think that it was just worth our time and effort. Uh, but but Joe had said uh, no. I I really think it's going to be worth our time and effort. Um, I think this this is going to be a great game, and uh, it's a lot of fun. Why don't we uh, let's let's do it? What do we? What could we lose? So we did it. <laughs> we did it, and uh, we got uh, Mike and uh, and myself and and uh, Joe, and we we sat down and recorded episode zero after some uh, concept art that that Joe threw together. Man, what a roller coaster of a show that this has been. That was yeah. Tell me about it. Uh, that was the first time that that Joe and I ever experienced less sleep because of podcasting. And it had nothing to do with anything else other than the fact that we were just working so much. I was doing midnight still at work. I was coming home trying to connect with Joe at like 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock in the morning about what, what else, what's going on, what needs to be done. Is the feed up? 
uh, what about the uh, the bumpers? Uh, do you need help with that? Uh, what's what's going on with iTunes? Just just yada 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 yada. For two weeks, I think the both of us put in probably a good a good twenty hours at least. So yeah. what you're saying is, Swotor, Star Wars off the record, is what ruined both of y'all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't say that. I mean, I've learned so much from all this. But it was it was born out of this thing that that Joe had wanted to do, which which we never really we never really took seriously before, and that was making a network. Yeah. What what do you have to do to make a podcast network? What the hell is that? <laughs> you know, like I, yeah, sure, you know, Scott Johnson's got his thing going and yeah, it's wildly successful. But how do you do it? We don't know. There's no books on this. There's no, there's no, you know, classes you take in podcasting college. There's nothing like that. You know, how do you do it? Well, apparently you do it one show at a time. <laughs> yes, you do. One host at a time. You're not supposed yeah. to expose the scam before we get it going, Evarwin. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that was such an interesting time. Um, we noticed. Uh, I, I went on vacation like I normally do my yearly vacation to California where I'm from to visit my family and, and my buddy Mike. And I was actually gone for two weeks this time, not one week. And what happened during that time? Well, geez, uh, that was, that was, uh, that was redonk. <laughs> this is the time when Evarwin learned yeah. how to lead host a show. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. Um, Joe Joe had to go. He he did his thing uh, back at home, but the show still needed to be done. And uh, and we had two shows. Um, the Quest show had been canceled months before. I was writing uh, uh, Skyrim off the record. I think I was actually writing Star Wars off the record too. Or was that? Yes. Yeah, you're still writing the show yeah. back then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I was, was lead hosting was those, both. Two, yeah, it was those two shows I was writing. And now, uh, when Joe had to leave, I had to figure out um, which you know Joe had showed me how to do this, um, how to edit, how to record, what was needed, and uh, he asked me like, "Is this is this something that you think you can handle?" And uh, I told him, "Yeah, I can handle this, and it's, it's going to happen." Um, and the driving factor between the two of us was, we don't want to let the fans down. Yeah, we had thousands of downloads coming in from both shows. Cause at the time star Wars was, you know, the number two MMO. There was no disputing that it had a million sales out of the gate. And we were, we were in that time when it was still wildly popular. I still remember calling into your, into uh, Skyrim off the record yeah. from the airport <laughs> waiting for my flight on my layover. Yeah. We uh, we had to we had to give uh, Joe Joe gave us a call and and uh, he gave us a good send off. So I leaded uh, I led <clears throat> I led the uh, Skyrim off the record for uh, leaded two episodes <laughs> wasn't it was it level was it episode eighteen and nineteen? Uh, I don't know. It was somewhere around there because that was just when I first started out. It was yeah two episodes in the, in the teens I remember that. It was the Wabajack episode, and... You should just be asking Fred. <laughs> yeah, really, Fred. Uh... Yeah, and 16 is the one where Joe called in and was the fourth chair on that. When Ivarwin <laughs> was running the show. 
Remember yeah. Joe called in unexpectedly? Yes. Stuck around for the whole show? Yep. Yep, I remember that. I remember and then like, shortly after that is when you've everyone got the idea to start the point five episodes for Star Wars off the record. The next week, in fact. Well, yeah, because at that point, um, we had we had this thing where, all right, so we I do those shows, I lead those shows, I spend literally four hours editing because back then I didn't know the best way and the most efficient way to edit. So it took me four hours to edit every one of those episodes. Um that was the first time I had ever I had ever done anything like that, and I was really excited about it. And uh, it it came off great. And I remember Joe coming back, thinking, uh, telling me like you did a great job, and um, I think I think uh, you can you can definitely first chair uh, a show if you if you want. Actually, we had a phone we had a conversation when I was still in California. It was like the last three or four days while I was out there about the Star Wars show. Yeah, uh, how we needed to make some changes to it. The current way it was going wasn't really working. Blah blah blah. I wanted to shut it down, but you said no. Let me have it. I I offered the suggestion. Yeah. No, no. I, you um... said it that way. Let me have it. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, okay, it's yours. I I said I think I've got some ideas. I think I can turn that show around if you if you let me. Give me give me some time. I think I can make some some really good strides and changes for that show. And despite despite losing subscriptions that and and the despite the game's popularity from where it was to where it was going to go had had been on a downtrend um the Star Wars off the record moved forward with um with me and and uh and Lou we brought Lou onto the show and um at the time i don't remember were, who else was on the show i know we had either. rob on there dave was on there fred got on there fred wasn't until much later yeah but that was later i mean we went through a lot of different hosts on the show but i think right now we've got we've got an amazing cast right now um but the fact is is you know fred you're right that was the time when i i came up with the the point 5 thing just so we could have you know, a little extra on the feed that that people would enjoy and like to download and keep the show, you know, relevant and and uh, and and moving forward. Because we went, went down to like um, a biweekly uh, show. It, it was uh, every other yep. week we did that show. Yeah, I remember because that was when I was on it. We started doing the point fives, or we switched off. And one week it was you and and uh, and Lou, and then one week it was me and you and. Yeah, just looking into one specific aspect of the game, and it was it was it was a lot of fun. Oh, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. What do you mean you brought Lou on to the show? He was there on episode one. Mm. No, it was Fred. Uh, no, it was it was uh, it was Mike. Episode number two is called the cloned Lou. Yeah, that's right. We did have Lou. We had a four <laughs> a four seat spot. What are you talking about, man? I'm here. I'm right here. Lou's like, hello, guys. Yeah, I was on. I'm still here. <laughs> I was going to the one episode where Varma thought I was Fred. <laughs> that yeah, I, I couldn't happens. make it. <laughs> That's yes. later in the timeline, Lou. That's Swotor Reforged. So Lou could make it today. I can't. <laughs> Hello, guys. So I got home, and some big things started to really, really, really happen. 
And this is when the network became a full-time job for me. And that's when we got approached by Middle Earth Network. Oh, yeah. And that was a lot of meetings. It was, I honestly, it was a very exciting time for me and Yvarwin. Um We were stoked at the prospect. A lot of things happened during this period, okay? Uh, one of the things that we thought about was the prospect of bringing on a third and fourth show to the network. Because by this time, the quest show had already been canceled a while ago. And we thought about Minecraft and Diablo, because my brother had been bugging me for months about doing a Minecraft-based show. Yeah, which was a, a monster in and of itself, trying to figure out how do you talk about a game that really oh, just... Oh, dear Lord. Yeah. <laughs> so we spent months just trying to figure out how would we staff it? How would we talk about this game? What would we do? And then um, I opened up a, a server, a Minecraft server, and some friends from a while ago were playing on it. Varlin was playing on it. And it kind of just came into fruition that maybe this was something we could do. And we knew that Diablo was coming out. We knew that was going to be a, a big hit. Um, and I believe Ivarwin, you're the one that won. You're the one that said, "Yeah, I'll, I'll take the the helm on the Diablo show." And I'll, yep. and, I, and I was the one that said, "Okay, I'll take the helm on the Minecraft show." So we started developing these shows together. And that was my two weeks of hell, where I put in fifty, sixty hours a week working yeah. on these two shows to get him prepared. And we were, we knew we had to hire somebody. So we opened up mm -hmm. an open casting call for the network, our first one. And we had a lot of, actually we had quite a few people who sent in MP3s to apply to be on the network. One of them was this guy named Fred Woodley. <laughs> now, I thought his, uh, his application was, oh was decent. So I said I sent him a message back. I said, "Okay, you're going to be one of the ones that we're going to interview." I believe we interviewed like five or six people for the spot. Yeah. We got him on the call for his first interview, and I'm not going to sugarcoat this anyway. But at the end of the interview, everyone's like, "No, let's move on." <laughs> I was like, "Hold up, hold up." I know he wasn't that great, but maybe he was just being really nervous. He had kind of a. I don't think we heard his personality like it should be, so. Eventually, I talked Yvarwin into it, and we decided to get him on for a second go-around. So I believe it was like one or two days later, we messaged Fred and, and asked him, can you be on for a second interview? And he was like, oh, yeah, no problem. So it was just me and Yvarwin. We asked him the questions, tried to open him up, and finally he just let himself out. Not in that way, but in his his personality. Well, actually, Joe, you guys interviewed me right after work, and then it was a couple hours later you asked me to come in another call with you. And you oh, was on. it a couple hours? Yeah. Yeah, yeah okay. same night. Yeah, we wanted you to settle down and not get too nervous. And we opened him up, friendly conversation, and by the end of this, I mean, the entire time of the second interview, Ivarwin and me were texting back and forth in Skype. Constantly, yeah. like, what, what happened to this guy? Is this the same guy we just interviewed? Who is this Sounded person? totally different. Yeah, completely different. Funny personality. So we were like, Ivarwin sent me a message, we're hiring him, right? <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> we got back to Fred and asked him to be the writer of Minecraft House Record and join us on that. And I don't know if it was a good thing or a bad thing still today, but we hired him. <laughs> Hey, it doesn't matter to me either way. I'm here. <laughs> and at least you guys remember what shows I'm on. Sorry. 
Yeah, oh. no, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> At the same time, to get my brother to stop bugging me non-stop, I asked him to be a part of that show as well. Yeah. And I couldn't say fat, and I couldn't say yes fast enough. Oh I my was... dear lord! Oh my dear lord! I'm gonna go do this, this, and this, and this, and this. Well, we were talking about doing a Minecraft show um, in place of a Star Wars show. Even all the way back uh, when you had said that you had an idea for the Star Wars show. Yeah. Um, the other the other idea on the table at the time was a Minecraft show, and we we leaned toward the Star Wars show um, in favor because we weren't show we weren't sure how to handle a discussion topic like Minecraft. Yeah, that was the big problem. I mean. At that time, me and Yvara were playing. Dan is the one that got me involved in Minecraft, actually. I had, I'm proud to say it. I had seen it being played before, and I thought it was the stupidest game I've ever seen. And then he sat me down after he came out. Was it when he visited that one summer, or, when he, or was it when he moved out here? When I moved out here, I believe it was. He sat me down, and I saw him playing this Minecraft game. He was like, dude, you gotta try this out. So, he gave me a copy of the game. And we started playing together, and we wanted to play together, but we couldn't figure out how to do it because she was using a bad, bad copy, Dan, bad. But uh, yes. we actually bought real accounts. <laughs> we, we created a, uh, a LAN server and started playing Minecraft together, and it was a blast. I got hooked. Then I started yeah, once, telling once that server it. started to become a topic on the show, that's when the show exploded. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, Minecraft was a different idea. We wanted to approach it completely differently, completely different than the rest of our shows. In order to really make a proper Minecraft show, you have to bring it more than just an audio podcast. It has to be more than that. So we designed a, a more of a multimedia-type environment around the show, such as the servers. We want, we're Eventually now we have three servers running, um, a, con build, a build-off contest. We have our... Uh, our hardcore server where when you die, you're done for the week, and our regular survival server, which everyone plays on. On top of that, we do YouTube videos, we do contests. The whole thing just kind of fits into one piece. It's The Minecraft show is more than just the audio podcast. Yeah. So Yeah, it's really, more. it's got its own community. It does, and a very adamant community as well. Out of all of our shows, it has the most adamant listeners. It may not be the most, but definitely the most adamant, and they are, we have the most people in our chat room during that show than any other show. Yeah. By far. So while that was going on, we've got the Middle Earth guys coming to us saying they wanted us to help them out with, with, their, with their network, and we're going to have a, a nice relationship between the both of us. They set us up with all of our, our new websites. Mm-hmm. Um, as we're developing out the, the, uh, the Minecraft show... And also trying to to fight the the losing subscriptions um, from Star Wars: The Old Republic, and keep a a vibrant Star Wars off the record podcast. We're also developing Dave <laughs> Diablo <laughs> off the record. <laughs> well, yeah, that was, was yeah, that was rough. Um, that one actually Diab- started out as Evarwins. Yeah. Uh, well. Yeah. I was I know I was begging Joe for a Diablo show because I knew that I, I was going to play the hell out of it. And I was so excited when a Barwin came up to me and the Barwin was like, uh, 
So, Dean, uh, well, uh, we, were, we were thinking uh, to make a, uh, a Diablo show. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> so, I was so, so excited about that. And um, Varwin, he, he, he took the helm for a, for a long time. That was my first chance to actually be in a real position on a show because I was the writer of the show. And I remember sitting in interviews with a Varwin when we were interviewing people trying to figure out who would be a good third chair for that show. You know, who could actually help flesh out the show more to get a better point of view. And we went through a few people, didn't we, Avaro? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we we went through a lot of different interviews for that, and we kept coming back to one person. Yeah. You know, there was one person who... The idea was we had a Varwin, who's the longtime casual gamer, you know, to have that calm look at things. And then we have me. I can be kind of elitist at time, but we didn't want the show to be like that. We didn't want it to be, you know, the end of the game or bust. It, that, that wasn't what we wanted it to be about. We wanted it to be for everyone. And the one thing we were missing is someone who was completely new to the game, but had that, that vibrance on the mic. And we saw her earlier in the in the, the the Skyrim show, and we pulled her in, and that was that was Liz, and she was completely clueless. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it worked though. It, she she asked those questions that I and Avarwin never even could have thought to ask because we were there and we we already knew the answer to most of them. But it yeah. actually it helped flesh out the show. It really did. Well, it helped flesh out the show, but there was a problem with Liz. And it wasn't really a problem with Liz. It was a problem with the people that were listening to the show. Yeah, well, A lot of the people that were listening to that show didn't like Liz and, and were, were bashing the show on our iTunes page because she didn't know a lot of the things that, that you know most people who play the, the, the series do know. Exactly. And, you know, we had a lot of hate for bringing on someone fresh to the game. But, you know, the more and more we go, you'll see the reviews start pulling away from that elitist, oh, if you don't know everything, you're wrong attitude into more of that actually respecting Liz and the other people on the show for learning with the game. Yeah, that was not easy. It it was it was hard. We all, I remember all of us sat down on a Skype call. Liz was there and, um, we were, we were deciding if, if Liz should go or not. And she, I mean, she was on the call and she was, you know, wondering if she should go or not as well. And, uh, we basically said like, you know what? No, we're going to, we're going to stick with Liz. We're going to stick with her. This is, we're not going to turn back now. Okay. There's, there's. Something about the way that she comes off. She's, she's got this. She's got this thing about her that's endearing, and she'll learn the game as she plays it. That's not important, and we can ride this out. And we're going to do this as a team. And we did. We stood our ground uh, against yet again uh, what was turning out to look like tremendous adversity. We stood our ground one more we, time. We did. We had people. Yeah. We actually had the iTunes reviews from other podcasts the the people the hosts of other podcasts reviewed down our show saying you should come listen to my show instead 
that actually were removed from iTunes for breaking rules. Yeah. They were using our iTunes page as a as an advertisement forum um, for their own podcast. Well, yeah, Diablo and, Director yeah. was the number one Diablo podcast. Uh, yeah. And yeah. Uh, we actually, a, a lot of them, you'll see that we are the only weekly Di- Diablo podcasts that survived. All the rest of them, they fought each other, fought and fought and fought. Some of them will release, like, really odd schedules. And there's another one which we're really, we're, you know, we're nice to, we're friends with, that releases on an, an uh, every other week schedule. But we're the only surviving podcast that does a weekly schedule now because they just fought each other into non-existence. You know, we didn't really... I, I, I know I took a lot of the, the comments personally because this is my first show that I really was invested like this in. How but, did you not? Yeah, but, you know, I, I really feel that we did the, the best thing by keeping Liz and by keeping our format that we had going. Well, that was until some jerk quit the show. <laughs> well, two things. I I remember that as being the first staff meeting that I was ever at was when the Diablo show was starting to get those reviews, and we actually had a full staff meeting about that where the whole network, we were all giving input on what should happen. And I remember you guys asking me my opinion because, you know, I'm to this day, you know, one of the biggest fans the network has. I listen to everything we put out. And everybody at that meeting basically said, Liz needs to stay. We just need to ride this out until it's over. And second, as soon as Yvorwin got on a Diablo podcast and was talking about Mork and Mindy, we knew he was going to go. <laughs> <laughs> so, that was uh, for over. Yvorwin, why, why, I want you to tell everybody, why, why did you? You took off, what, the fifth episode was your last episode, right? Yep. What was that all about? The, the reason why I had to leave... Um, was because doing it, it's just I remember there being a lot of stress just floating around. Um, I was still on a midnight shift at that time, and actually, no, I had gotten to I had gotten to my day shift. Actually, mm-hmm. that was I was actually on the day shift. Um, but they they were kind of like in quotes hazing me at work a little bit um, and making me do all kinds of ridiculous ridiculous hours. So I, I do remember feeling like. I still don't have time. My the writing for the uh, the, the shows I was doing for for uh, at that time it had become Elder Scrolls off the record. At that point, uh, uh, there was still a lot going on with that. There was a lot going on with the Star Wars show. There was a lot going on at work at that time. A lot of overtime I had to do. I couldn't hack it. Uh, showing up to the show and not having anything constructive to say with my gameplay was was really what did it for me um i had to i had to pull away because unfortunately at the time i couldn't play the game as much as that show demanded as much as we wanted to give to our our listeners and i had to prioritize um that's when I knew that yeah evarlin was getting overstressed even i saw it and that's not a good yeah, thing. I, I want to keep him understressed. And so that's when we got together, him and myself and Dave, and just talked to Dave about why don't you take the reins on this show and become a lead host on the network. There was no one else on the network that we trusted more to be a, a, a lead host than Dave. And we knew that he was obsessed with Diablo, and who better? <laughs> you know, I, I'll tell you right now, 
that whole conversation that we had with me taking the reins on this, and especially my first episode, which was episode six, if you want to listen to it, I was scared out of my mind. The whole time I was thinking, how am I messing up? What am I not doing right? The whole thing. And to, to flesh out the show, episode six was where we first brought on Kef to the network. And uh, Kef is an old wow buddy of mine and Widgets, so we, we already knew how to deal with his humor. But One step at a know, time. What's up? One step at a time. That's how you deal with One, humor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I, I love Kef as far as I can throw him. And, you know, the good... <laughs> that is the weirdest well I'm not good at throwing people so that that kind of explains that moving on um, but you know he really did he, he he kind of he was fun to have along for the Diablo thing but really it came back to that point when he was having problems at work he got to the point where he could no longer put the time necessary into the game to actually bring that information forward but about the same time that it, it became too much on him, Liz was getting to a point where she was understanding enough of the game to hold her own. And we moved, this was like, we moved straight into like a two-person format. Which, I, I don't know, Joe, was that a good idea or not? Yeah, it was. <laughs> we did that trial run that one week. And I listened to that episode, and it was your guys' best episode yet. Bar none. So, yeah, I... I knew right then and there that that was actually a pretty good idea. I don't know. Well, I, I thought Dave's first episode, first sharing, was the best episode yet. It was awesome. Yeah, because of how bad it was. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't bad. It was just fun to watch you do those things or listen to you do those things for the first time that Ivarwin and Joe have been doing all this time. It, man, I was I was scared out of my mind. I'll tell you that. Oh, it's nerve wracking leading your first it show. Is. It was, it was. I was so scared. Kind yeah. of like when you're recording an MP3 to send to some guys that do podcasts, and not thinking you have a snowball's chance in hell at ending up on the network. Kind of like that. Yeah. <laughs> kind of like that. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. You know, I'm. I'm really happy with how Diablo moved forward from its very beginning. It kind of evolved more and more into what it is today. Yep. Yeah. This is this is the point now. We've we've gone from. Um, El, you know, uh, Skyrim off the record, and now Star Wars off the record, and then at the same time, in this tiny little span of maybe like two or three months, we 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 created Minecraft off the record, Diablo off the record. The Star Wars show was was going through unbelievable twists and turns in order to figure out how we can make that show still relevant on iTunes. That was a huge stress. Middle Earth came in on Rob for that one. Yeah, uh, you brought in uh, one of our people who only was on for what. Two or three episodes, Rob. And then he had to move a couch, and he could never come back. <laughs> Actually, Dave, he was never there for a full episode. What's interesting oh, is uh, that during all that time that was happening, the Minecraft show was building like a from a sleeping giant that's waking up and going romping to the town. Yeah, that it, that became uh, an overwhelming an overwhelming show very very quickly. Our server became overrun with people. Me and Dave and Fred couldn't handle adminning. Well, actually, Fred wasn't one. It was me and Dave. So we had we had uh, two people we were talking to a lot that were around our age, really cool people by the name of Origin and Bowbender. It was Bowbender first? Yeah. So he actually approached me about being an admin if he could help out. So we talked to him, and he was our first admin that that was not a part of the network. 
that we got to help us out with that. And then, then Arjun jumped in, and Bowbender's an amazing admin, which eventually led to Bowbender guest hosting on Minecraft Off the Record in place because Dan had to work during Sundays. And he started coming on so much that he actually was on more than Dan because Dan's work schedule. So we thought he does such a good job with it that we hired him on the network to continue doing Minecraft Off the Record while giving Dan his own segment. That really, Bowbender really holds his own, and I'm I'm surprised because the guy really never, he never even actually applied for a position. It was more or less he was just a friend through the Minecraft, server. Yeah, and we asked him, hey, you want to do this? Yeah, sure, I guess. Yeah, Dave and Bowbender were band buddies, and the reason why we, um, <laughs> the reason why we use Bowbender's uh, nickname is well, for one, because of Minecraft, but two, his name is Dave as well, so it gets confusing. Yeah, I, there can be only one, and uh, I cut there off Bowbender's head, and so then that makes me Dave, and he has to be Bowbender. <laughs> All right, well, let's take a quick little break here, gentlemen, and we'll be right back. All right, and we're back. Um, one little quick little thing is is that I wanted to bring up about the Minecraft show was Arjun, Derek, and we'll actually get into him in a, in a minute, actually, because that's, that's going to come up in a little bit. Well, Joe, we actually forgot um, one really, really important thing. Probably one of the most important things that's happened to the network. What's that? The announcement of, of Elder Scrolls Online. Oh, yeah. Jeez, we did skip that, didn't we? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> that created a major shift. It did. Um, right at the time when we were creating Minecraft and Diablo off the record... And Middle Earth Network stepped in, and they were they were developing out all of those those brand new websites and the portal site, which was uh, took a while, and and there was a lot of different issues with that because of some of their staff. We were we were heading up a lot of those and troubleshooting and a lot of those issues between the development of two podcasts, brand new podcasts, and the development of our our brand new web portal uh, site. Now steps in the announcement of Elder Scrolls Online, <laughs> which at the time um, was phenomenal, phenomenal news. Even I mean, it's still phenomenal news. But the the fact is, is at the time it came at a unbelievably hectic time for us, and now we've got to add this on top well, of it. Honestly, though, to be honest, we kind of knew about this long before it was announced. And it already started pl making plans to transition. Yeah. Yeah, because we saw what Skyrim was and how easy it would be to turn a game like that into an MMO, conceptually anyway. And we had spoken about it for months beforehand. We're always, we're always like ready, you know, uh, just kind of waiting for for the information that this that the MMO would would be announced or be released. We just thought we were either months or years away from from an announcement. Yeah, we figured it'd probably be by the beginning of this year or the beginning of next year. Yeah. And and in fact it happened uh right when we were at our busiest. Yeah. So <laughs> yet again, uh here here we have a point in in the timeline of this year where we had to we were facing tremendous adversity in our personal lives, at work, with the stuff going wrong that we had to fix with these shows and, and with the websites. And now this on top of it, 
you know, we met Joe Bradford. He was uh, he was absolutely great on that show that we did explaining Bradford. Bradford. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, explaining why um, this uh, the 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 new MMO was was uh, something to be excited over and not and not heckle, which was what was occurring at the time. Just uh, just an unbelievable, phenomenal beginning to to our summer, um, which everything, as as we say uh, between Joe and I, uh, everything that happens, every every problem that we face, it always seems so big and tremendous at the time, but we usually find a way to make it right. And somehow we get better after each one of them. Yeah, that is actually true. <laughs> Something in the network improved after each one of them. Yeah, and don't forget, Joe, on the other side of this, in order to make the Minecraft show float, he's he's doing unbelievable stuff over there creatively with YouTube, with with um the yep. uh, the the new servers over there, trying to keep up. A, he was he's building a Minecraft community, a whole community centered around one podcast, just to make sure that show is going to do well. And and now here it is. It's it's one of the most popular shows that that uh, that we do. It's been a battle. I mean, for at least the first two, three months of that show, I was working nonstop to maintain the servers, to do the uh, build-off videos, to pull things together. It was, uh, it's been, it was a challenge. Things have slowed down to where we got things under control and don't have to work as much on the servers, yeah. which has been nice. But thank you, whitelist. <laughs> Amen. <to that. laughs> And then, uh, and then we decide, gee, wouldn't a week off be nice? Yes. Yeah, that was right about the time we, we took our week off. Just kind of, uh, we were getting so stressed out. By the time everything got figured out, fixed, the, the websites looked amazing. Middle Earth guys did an amazing job putting that together. Um, our, our shows were sounding great. The, the, um, my, Minecraft was doing amazingly. Diablo was experiencing yet again groundbreaking numbers, uh, for this, for this network. Uh, Elder Scrolls off the record now. We, we recoined it. We named it Elder Scrolls off the record to bring in, you know, a, a larger scope for the series and also to prepare for a shift into, into the MMO, um, and talk about that naturally. It was things. Things were things were better than better, but we were exhausted, burnt out, tired, angry for odd reasons. <laughs> yeah. You know, we needed a week. I mean, we were just oh. <laughs> time to take some time. To, time to take some stock in in all of this. That was right about the time when Star Wars made its shift. Well, before that even got a chance to happen, this was um, that week. You took a break. Joe took a break. There was someone who didn't get a break. <laughs> well, I'll yeah. say it right now. I still haven't gotten my, my week off. Well, that, you that got... week was uh, the week that we actually brought in. A I, I, I beg to differ, Dave. You have had your week off twice because you couldn't make some shows because of family issues. Okay, yeah, probably. So that, but still, that sounds relaxing. <laughs> <laughs> um, Diablo off the record still ran that week because that was the week that we brought in audible.com as one of our sponsors and we were had to we were forced to run a show that week yeah we, we agreed to have a show that week so yep yes. we had to do that so, four days. so we could 
play nice with uh, play nice with Audible. Uh, Doghouse had had come and gone at this point. Tweaked Audio had come in. We're we're starting to see some some revenue for the first time, some real revenue for the first time into uh, into the into the uh, the network. Um, and then, like I said, this is this was right when I decided that there needs to be a change for Star Wars because the numbers were absolutely appalling, and the show faced cancellation. Um, in the face of cancellation, we decided let's let's make one more ditch effort at the show and relaunch it, give it a fresh start. And it seems like our fresh start turned into to, into more stress and strain and aggravation, <laughs> because as as we relaunched the show with with uh, new hosts that we knew were not going to go anywhere, with a, a great idea put forward. The problem came in with iTunes. For some odd reason, the same process that we had been doing in creating shows, for some odd reason, with this one show, they just didn't want to do their technical stuff on their end. And that turned into me fighting iTunes from the beginning part of July all the way up to the end of August, near September Mm -hmm. at that point, trying to call them on the phone, emailing them, dogging them, hounding them, trying to, when I call them, they had no idea, you know, who could troubleshoot my problems with, with the feed. And the story goes on and on and on. But this was a, a, like a two and a half month battle that we had with iTunes just to get the Star Wars show back afloat. And poor uh, Varwin is on edge so much during that time that I was afraid to call him with anything but outstanding news. (laughs) (laughs) It was, it was hard. It was very, very difficult. And, um, but we, the end of that story results in in the show that you see today on on iTunes. Uh, we persevered. We moved forward. Um, we came up with several uh, several fixes to to stuff that we had no idea about, which is what iTunes handles. They handle all of the all of the feed stuff and posting on there. And we didn't know why our feed was not getting posted. Why they couldn't read it. We figured out on our end what we can do to make their job easier and, in quotes, automatic so a human being didn't have to do the job over there. And uh, we worked with a, a lot of people from, from Mike Forney. He weighed in on that. The Middle Earth Network brought in some people as well, and they weigh, weighed in on that. And we worked as a team, and we got the Star Wars show up and running. Yes, we did. And where it's at right now. Yeah, I, I still can't believe we relaunched the show and we got to episode seven before it had its own feed. <laughs> yeah, that was that was absolutely ridiculous. We had to use the old feed, even though we relaunched the show. We had to use the old feed in order to remain some type of relevance. <laughs> Just absolutely amazing. And now um, I'm I'm happy to report that the uh, that show has actually doubled its its numbers. Since uh, the old Star Wars show, so that that too has its uh, has its own happy ending, and um, we'll see where it goes from here. What was really fun, though, was as you said, the Star Wars off the record had gotten to the point where the numbers were abysmal, and then by the time that we were moving yeah. Sotor Reforged onto its own feed, Star Wars off the record was showing up as one of the top Sotor <laughs> podcasts on <in> iTunes. <laughs> yeah, and that. Uh, I don't know what that was. That was, <laughs> that was absolutely it, the the numbers for the old Star Wars show had gotten so bad that we weren't showing up in our in searches for the show in iTunes. You would actually have to act. You would have to search 
the show's title in order to get that show to come up in in a search parameter on iTunes. Um, that's how how badly downloaded. I mean, that's how little downloads it was getting. Um, now, Swotor Reforged is uh, is up on New and Noteworthy and and has not moved since from the uh, general gaming general gaming uh, category up in iTunes, which is which is a phenomenal place to be. It's it's a uh, lot of exposure there. And then as if well, we you... didn't have enough punishment in the network, we decided to launch a new show. Indeed. And <laughs> uh, and Joe, tell us tell us about Planetside off the record. I'll start out, me and Mike were big fans of the original Planetside. We were in the beta for that years and years and years ago. And we heard about Planetside 2 being in development back when we were doing um, the Quest Gaming podcast. Well, as things progressed, we started seeing more videos come out. It, through E3, we saw big, big things happening with Planetside 2 and the awards. It got the most awards of any game on e, at E3, yeah. hands down. Yeah, We saw s- such a huge potential in that game. I got snuck into the beta. Thank you. You know who you are. And uh, <laughs> a, dev, a dev snuck me in. And I got to experience this game, and we knew that this game was going to be is going to still be one of the biggest games to hit the gaming market. It has that much potential behind it, being the first true MMO FPS. Well, the plant side was the first one, but this one is really takes it to a whole new level. And so we decided to try to get on the ground floor early and start podcasting about this show. But the only problem was, is the NDA. For those who don't know, an NDA is it's a non-disclosure agreement that gaming companies put out for um, beta testers, and uh, in in often cases as well, uh, reporters, game reporting, to restrict us on how much we can and cannot say regarding the game because they're always under strict reward, they're under strict guidelines for that, and they put so much time and effort they don't want anyone else to know what's going on. So it created a weird schedule for that show. We launched with me and Mike and Kath, and eventually we brought on Derek, and he came in to replace Kath one time, and did so well that we asked him to remain on that show, and he jumped at the chance, and now he's been with us for every every episode since. Now, Derek, that's actually Origin, if you don't know that, that's Origin from the Minecraft show. <laughs> yep, from the Minecraft Hold server. Over. He's actually... Mike was, was from, what, the Star Wars show, and the, the original Quest, Quest show podcast. pulled him in. Yep. And Keth, he's he's the one who was from Diablo. So this actually is pulling in all these people from different shows to make one awesome bucket of goodness. Mmm, <laughs> goodness in a bucket. <laughs> oh, the chat room just said that the uh, 2012 Podcast Award nominations are open. Oh, and well, hopefully if uh, people have listened uh, this long to us <laughs> about this topic, <laughs> hopefully they'll be willing to go over there and, and uh, toss a nomination somewhere. I forgot what the, what the website address was. <laughs> some podcastawards.org or something like that. I forgot what it was. Yeah. Um, so I guess I guess that leaves us off with. Um, I mean, Joe, are, are, are we are we at where where we're at right now in the timeline here? I mean, uh, yeah, getting point that they lifted the NDA off the plan side off the record, and we started doing weekly, and we we uh, were experimenting with a new way of doing shows. We call it short form. And it, it seemed to be working very, very well for us on that show in, in many different ways. And that's kind of where we are today. And the big announcement that we made last night during the community cast, which should be out 
either right bef- right after or around the same time as this one. Yeah. Um, just to just to cap it off, um, last month Joe and I decided that what we want to do is have a, a news angle to to this uh, to this network as well. We we podcast, uh, you know, we think you know decently and 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 well and entertainingly, but we want to start bringing in news. So we have uh, Joe Bradford now as our uh, as our director of news. We brought in uh, Brian Armstrong, who's been doing some wonderful posts on the news as well. We're looking for mo- more people to come on the network and write news articles for us. Uh, the the just well, one case in point, the uh, you know Swotor Reforged uh, launched its Holonet news show as well. So we do we do a regular show and then and then a news show. So we want to bring in gaming news into the network as well and that that was uh last month's september's uh september's big idea uh, joe for those out there that are actually interested in in writing news for for the network where where could they make their presence known to us they need to email us at questgamingnetwork or questgamingnetwork at com, and put a little bit about their writing experience and put it give us uh send us a writing example a writing sample uh We'll take a look at it, myself and Ivarwin, and then if it's something that we like, we'll pass it on to our, our news director who will look at it and schedule to talk to that person. And there's a, even a chance they'd wind up appearing as guest spots on our shows based on the news reports that they, they may or may not do. And that's uh, that's the year, but we're not going to leave you off with, with just that. Um, if there's one thing that I want to say about, about the, the previous year... This little, this little idea of of that we that we had collectively has has been an amazing ride. What an adventure! As as adventurous as as some of the characters that we play inside video games, this has been just as adventurous to us. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel honored, blessed, <clears throat> and excited that we've gone this far through all of the adversity. Through the the, uh, the the tit for tat problem that we had with with the quest show, to uh, you know success with uh, Skyrim off the record, challenging our, our ourselves all the time with building new shows and and troubleshooting all those issues uh, that came with it from one step to the next. The only thing that we've we've made remained true to is ourselves. We built this team from the ground up. Last night we had a a, uh, a call with all of the hosts. It was a massive, massive staff meeting. It was eleven people large. Eleven Her. people out of one tiny little indie podcast that had three people in it. We are now an eleven-person network, and actually it should have been twelve because because uh, you know we didn't have Brian in the call. He, he was one fault. of the news guys that they couldn't, you know, he wasn't there. Or um, Keth. Yeah. Or yeah, Keth, right. Yeah, <laughs> Keth wasn't there. We didn't have everybody. <laughs> but I, I mean, it's just, it, it's an amazing, it's an amazing thing um, that, that we've, we've come together to do this, this one, this one thing called podcasting that we just, we enjoy talking about these games so much. We've seen we have other challenges now that are not on the horizon that are that are here with us now that are uh, making issues and creating problems for this network. And yet again, last week, I got another call from Joe that I wasn't actually too keen on. 
yeah, until yeah. we had another huge meeting, and we talked all about it. Uh, Joe, if uh, if you if you think this is the forum, why don't we why don't you uh, bring us into to some of the changes that are coming to QGN? There's actually quite a bit of changes coming to QGN. We decided that we've we realized the problem those those kind of problems that don't become apparent until they become a problem that they've been sitting in wait for a long time. And we we came to realize these problems, and it was I knew we we had to come up with a fix, a solution to make. QGN last for another year, a year after that, and a year after that, and so on. So, we decided to make a complete shift on how the network operates and the shows that we do. Um, not all of our shows are going bye-bye, I promise. Elder Scrolls Off the Record, staying where it's at. Star Wars, staying where it's at. Um, we are opening up four new shows in a new format. We are not doing the chair system anymore. It's all lead host and hosts. And it's going to be going on the the format that we kind of developed with Planetside OTR. And if you listen to the last Star Wars episode, was it 14? Yes. They use this format, and I thought it was their best show, their their best episode to date. It absolutely was. And we're going to be using a whole new brand new format for these new shows. It's going to be exciting. It's going to be fun. I cannot wait. It's going to relieve a lot of stress off the network and make it make gaming fun for us all again and that's what we're doing right now and i mean the official full announcement we completely talk about is going to be on our community cast which will be launching at the same time or shortly after this on our quest gaming network feed so you guys want to check that out but we do have four new shows and they are what gentlemen well to start off with you can look forward to uh dungeon crawler yes dungeon crawler um, this one's actually going to be rolling out directly following Diablo. It's actually going to be Diablo's continuation of its series. We'll be moving into Dungeon Crawler. Dungeon Crawler will cover literally Dungeon Crawler type games, such as Diablo 3. Your great, your same old Diablo 3 coverage ain't going nowhere. It's just now we're going to be adding in more games, such as Torchlight 2, <laughs> Fantasy Star, games like that. Torchlight 2. Torchlight all the games. 2. <laughs> All the games that you've been asking us to cover. Oh, can we have, uh, you know, Torchlight 2 off the record? Can we have, um, uh, what was the other one that we were getting a lot? Uh, Guild Wars Guild Wars, Guild Wars 2. We're going to yeah. be able to talk about all of these games yep. for, you know, for you guys. So for the Dungeon Crawler show, yeah, you better believe we're going to be talking about Diablo 3, but you also better believe we are prepared to go in there and start talking about, you know, Torchlight 2 and every other new dungeon crawler that comes out between here and, and you know, the day we die. I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. there's, with, a, with a format like that, there's no end. Because as long as they're coming out with dungeon crawlers, and as long as we're podcasting, Dungeon Crawler, which is the official title of that show, is going to be talking about it. These new shows are designed to give all the shows that all the games that you guys want to hear us talk about and talk about yourselves, the opportunity to get their limelight in, in there. We may talk about some games for three to four months at a time. It's just whatever is, is what we're playing, what the, what the fans are playing. That's what we want to do. We've had such a huge outcry from the, the fans to do this show, to do a show about this game and this game and this game. And it wasn't the stress of having to do a game-specific show about all of them was overbearing. It would have caused us to have to hire a whole lot more staff to do all kinds of stuff. It would have made me work 60-plus hours a week. 
So we came up with this format where we're actually going to be rotating hosts in and out depending on what mm. games they're playing. It's pretty neat. The way that we have it set up, it's basically the show is, yes, that's the concept of the type of games you're going to listen to, but the games as well as the hosts that are playing them will be modular for that show. It's just we're separating them by uh, genre. By genre. Let's let's talk a little bit about Adrenaline Gaming, Joe. Yes, that's mine. Um, I want to also <laughs> mention that of the four new shows, each of the lead hosts of the network, myself, Dave, Evarwin, and Fred, are all leading one of these four. Um, I jumped all over Adrenaline Gaming. That's the first-person shooter, fighter, um, action platformer. And Planetside, off the record, is going to be rolling into that one on the 13th. Okay, so Adrenaline Gaming, right, is going to be your show, Joe, and that's the action show. Now, are we going to be talking about console gaming in that, too? Oh, you better believe it. Anything and everything. I'm going to be talking Mortal Kombat, Borderlands 2, a lot of Planetside 2, because it's still, like, my game of choice right now. What if Uh, I'm into The Last of Us? Can I tune into Adrenaline Gaming? Is that something I can hear? I know Dan's going to be playing it, and if he's playing it, I'm getting him on the show to talk about it. What if they come out with, um, I don't know... We're going to be talking about Black Ops 2. I'm going to be playing that. Heck yeah, and I'll be playing it with They're you. They're having a remake of, uh, I think Bethesda's making a new um, first-person shooter. It's a remake. I forgot which one it was. Uh, was it Quake? No. Is it, it just first-person shooters, though? Is it just first-person no. shooters? any action-based game. Any action-based game. Uh, FPS, That's... fighters, you name it. That's what we want to do. And, yeah, so it's it's going to be a blast. I'm I'm really into competitive gameplay. That's, that's my niche. I love it. I love blowing stuff up. I'm not going to use the actual word I wanted to use on that. <laughs> <laughs> so now, Adrenaline Gaming is going to be based on that concept. Is there anything else about uh, Dave Dave or Joe? Is there anything else you can tell me about, about Dungeon Crawler or about Adrenaline Gaming? Yeah, it's awesome! <laughs> I'm so excited! <laughs> there was some yeah. adrenaline in that. <laughs> you know, yeah, the, the the big thing is that I know for, for, my, for the Dungeon Crawler series is I will never not have something to talk about that week. Those are the games I, I play and love. I'm, I'm so excited for this. Oh, that's why you're the lead host for, for Dungeon Crawler. <laughs> yeah, the most beautiful thing about this, though, is that we're going to be rotating in the hosts that are playing these games. That that are pumped about these games, that are playing it, because that's what we are. We're gamers. We're a network about gaming for gamers, and we want to to hit that that note, that that key point. Games come and go. I mean, you play a game, you're not going to sit there and play it for six years unless it's like World of Warcraft. But any other game, you play it for three or four <laughs> months and you move on to the next greatest thing. That's how we play games. That's that's a gamer. Like I have uh, modern, I have Call of Duties that go back eight years. That I don't play anymore, but you know what? When they came out, I played the crap out of them. And that's the way it is. I mean, it's going to be so exciting. Um, I don't know what else to say about it except for just tune right. in, guys. It's going to be something you're not going to want to. It's something you're going to want to listen to. Uh, I can't. I can't wait to to get into into mine. But but first, Fred, um, you've got you've got the show. All right, that we've we've concepted out. All right, that you've concepted out to be to be our our independent retro gaming show, correct? Called Obscure Legends. Yeah, I do. I'm thinking though, as the community manager, maybe I should direct people to episode seven of the Community Cast to find out more about it. <laughs> <laughs> Smooth this play. Is true. Smooth play. 
This is true. But for those that, that uh, maybe they don't have the time to, to listen, um, is there anything that you can tell me about Obscure Legends? It's about retro games and independent games. That's great. And uh, can they find uh, <laughs> what would be one of the biggest independent games that, that would be discussed? Well, at least initially, it's going to run parallel to Minecraft off the record, and we're going to be covering Minecraft on that show as well. Woo! Minecraft! <laughs> and this will be Dan's opportunity to return to Minecraft discussions on the Quest Gaming Network. I don't know about you guys, but one of my favorite parts we did on the Quest Gaming Podcast was going about going the back and talking about retro games. I still love talking about my favorite games of all time. There's yeah. so much about them that I can still talk about, and this is exciting me. I want to be on Fred's show to talk about Final Fantasy VII, to talk about um, Chrono Trigger, all the greats, Killer Instinct, you name it. Yeah, it's going to give. And now that when we did it during the quest show, we took we took a lot of uh, a lot of flack for it. But the fact is, is that with this particular uh, way that we're doing it, is is going to be, uh, I, I think, in a way that we've never covered uh, gaming, especially retro gaming, uh, during in, in the network before. You know, you're gonna we we want you to, Joe. Are we are we going to leave or or cancel the Minecraft off the record show? I have no comment on that. No plans currently. Okay, so we're going to be talking about Minecraft. We're going to be talking about independent games like Portal. Portal Two would be a great example of an independent game, though I don't know if, if we're going to cover it on that show. Um, but that, we're going to be talking about your independent games. We're going to be talking about your retro games, all on Obscure Legends, and that's with with Fred. For you role playing fans out there, we're not going to leave you in the wind. And real time strategies. We've got a playing game, an RPG, and an RTS podcast coming out called Quest Legion Podcast. That's going to be the one that I'm going to be on. I'm going to head that one up. Any role-playing game that's out there is on the table for that show. I mean, we're going in-depth on on games like on games like Skyrim, but we're not going to get rid of Elder Scrolls off the record. We're not getting rid of the show, but we may talk about Skyrim. We may talk about uh, dungeon crawlers as well, like Torchlight 2. It still still functions as a, as role playing chat, and we're going to be chatting about it. And that's another thing I want to bring up: expect cross pollination between these shows. Just because Dungeon Crawler is going to cover a show, doesn't mean that uh, you know <laughs> other shows are, are not going to cover it. You know, a Quest Legion podcast is going to cover shows that you'll probably commonly hear. And you'll hear a different a different side of that discussion as well. We're, we're covering real uh, time strategies as well on that show, and uh, even even some of the old MMOs out there that you may still be playing, like 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 DDO or Lotro, we may cover and probably will cover. Um, EverQuest too. I mean, Lou, <laughs> what a, what a great example of a, of of a role playing game. Would, yep. would EverQuest 2 be on our show at least for a few minutes? And I yep. believe Quest Legion is going to be hitting up uh, the one game that a lot of people are talking about, and that's um, had a huge brain fart. It's the number two um, game, another MMO. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, well, I'm embarrassed. Uh, it's all right. Uh, another thing that, that uh, we can talk about is going to be the new Dragon Age game on, on that podcast. A new Mass Effect game, if that happens to come out, we'll be talking about it. Borderlands 2 fits into role-playing and first-person shooter. 
you better believe Joe's going to be talking about Borderlands 2 on Adrenaline Gaming, and you better believe that that I'm going to be talking about it too on on Quest Legion podcast. And also, a year after it's been out, you might hear it again on our retro podcast. See that? There you go. Yvonne, some people in the chat room were saying, what about uh, League of Legends? Is that going to be on the Quest Legion? Yeah, you might you might hear some League of Legends chat. That's not something that, look, your the what's fueling this is your requests. Joe was figuring out how do we how do we bring these shows to to our listeners and and still, you know, maintain healthy healthy life and be able to actually do all this stuff. How how do you do that? And this this is what we've we've come up with, and and uh, your requests started this idea, and your requests are going to fuel the show. You want us to talk about League of Legends? I got no problem sitting down and playing League of Legends, or finding someone out there who wants to talk about League of Legends, and 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 going that way with it. You know, there might be somebody on on the network that's playing it. We'll talk about it. You know. It, Sure, League of Legends is not off the table on on that show. I, I we might talk about that. <laughs> all right, there's a lot more detail on when these shows are going to be launching and all the other nitty gritty parts of it on our community cast. I recommend checking that out. Um, we are keeping MMOs separate, uh, some MMOs depending on the MMO itself, for various reasons. We again we talked about that on the uh, um, community cast. So I would like to start wrapping this up, gentlemen. And I would like to first hear each one of yours take on Quest Gaming Network, what it's meant to you from start to finish. Well, not finish, but from start to current. Yeah, Lou, why don't we start off with Lou? Let's do Lou. Well, Lou's still here? Oh, yeah. I'm still here. <laughs> <laughs> still here in the background. <laughs> wow. Uh, lots of things run through my mind. Uh, wonderful friendship. First, foremost in my mind, always um, wonderful community. A great opportunity that just somehow, for me, it, it just blossomed into something that's just become uh, a really, uh, you know, a big part of my life. Um, and, and it's something I, I really enjoy because, you know, I'm an avid gamer, and I actually get to do something uh, about it. You know, instead of you know just playing the game, I'm actually, you know, allowed to take the time and actually sit down with my friends, put these shows together, you know, share our discussions, share them not only amongst ourselves but with our fans in the chat room or through, you know, the fan mail that we receive from the show, um, or and um shows, and, you know, this being the year episode, I never really thought we'd be here. <laughs> past the three or four month mark. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly thought that, you know what, this is great. When Yvonne and Joe first approached me, he was just like, all right, that's cool. Um, I wonder how long this will last before, one, either we get bored of what we're talking about, or two, you know, the fans just decide no longer to tune in, and we have to just wrap things up. And I was actually placing bets that we wouldn't go anything anywhere past February or March, the latest. <laughs> you know, just the time for us to finish completing all of Skyrim, you know, if we had, and going, all right, we're, you know, we're done. So what next? Do we move on? What do, what do we do? And I'm, you know, I, I'm just happy to be here. 
you know, to be, to be part of this and to see it grow and continue to grow. Fred, what about you? Well, as the loser that almost wasn't hired onto the network at all, <laughs> I have to say <laughs> that it is great being part of this network. I've met some people that I consider to be my friends, and it's been a wonderful experience being on podcasts with all of you. I never really thought that when I sent that initial MP3 that there was any chance that I was going to get on the network. And just the fact that I got an interview excited me. And then to be told that I was hired on, it was just amazing. I never thought that it would happen, and I'm glad that it did because I had a life experience that I otherwise wouldn't have. Dan, what about all. you, Dave? Oh, man. Really? Honestly, it, I understand that what this is, and, and before I even start, Varwin, can you grab my car, pull it around the front? Um, <laughs> yeah, <we're okay>. <laughs> <laughs> um, Really, what, what, this has really become a family of sorts, and yeah, I know Fred really is is he he thinks oh wow I'm you know it's a surprise that I even got in here, but the more we, he, he Fred fit it was like once we brought him in, I can't imagine not having Fred as part of the group. Same way with with every single person in this little podcast community that we've we've brought together of the hosts. This has more become a family than anything else. It's like whenever I was raiding with Joe, the tour, it, it was a family. Mm-hmm. It was. And that's I, I'm glad that we brought that same feel into this. It, it actually, honestly, I, and I've, I've said this before to the, the guys on the network, but um, when, I, when, when I have a bad week, I come to, to podcast and it actually – is my escape from all the crap I have to deal with. Oh, that's very well said. Uh, Dan, we don't want to forget about you uh, either. Um, what, what can you tell us about, what can you tell us about your experiences being involved in the network? And then of course being, being, you know, Joe's brother and seeing him go through all of this right in front of your face. Well, that's what really got me started was, being a fan and uh, watching Joe go through all this and being with him all all since the dark days of his pat- podcasting on Player vs. Rift. I was there for the long haul for you guys. I mean, uh, I never, never would have thought that I would become a host. I was, before Minecraft off the record, I was perfectly content with being a uh, a fan and once you guys approached the idea, uh, approached at the point of the idea of Minecraft off the record, I'm like, yeah, this is awesome. Let me in. And from then on, I've met amazing people such as yourself, Fred, Dave, Lou, Mistress LeBeau, Bo Bender, Origin, everybody in the network has just been awesome to me. Even if even if uh, it doesn't really show on the Minecraft, that's just playing around. We're all really, really close to each other. We all, I'm pretty sure I can speak for everybody when I say that we all consider each other part of a huge family and as friends. So uh, it's just been a completely awesome experience, and I wouldn't trade it for anything else, really. 
I remember uh, last year sitting down and doing episode one, one fat link of uh, the Quest podcast. And I remember thinking, this is an awesome birthday gift. I never said anything. Uh, it kind of came out a little bit ago, probably a couple of weeks ago, when Joe found out that that was my birthday. I never said anything. I kept that to myself. And um, like Lou, I had no idea how long this was going to go on. And like Dave and, and Dan, I feel like what had started that day has become a, a family, a team. I have a group of people that I lean my back on when there's things going on in the network. But, but importantly, I have a, a group of people that I, I lean my back on when things are going wrong with me or when things are going wrong with them. We've the best part about this is the friendship that we've all created together and then the friendship that we've we've established with our listener base. There's some there's some listeners out there, there's some people out there that started as listeners, a name in our chat room, a name on Twitter. And we've developed relationships with these people. And it's been amazing. I've never, never thought that I would be involved in something like this. And as a matter of fact, I remember the first time I sent, I sent an email to Player versus Rift, telling them, "I want to give you guys a hand. I'll do anything that you that that's required. I'll, let me just take something off of your your shoulders. You know, I can I can do some writing if you want, but uh, I really love your show and I think I can help um, if you oh if my you so God, choose." You're so needy. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that you know I would I could help, and I never thought I'd get a reply back, and and certainly I did, and um, I never thought that I would be able to be a part of of a show let alone you know one of one of joe's uh key players in in uh in a network that that was that was developed over the course of this entire year and i'm really proud that through all of the the adversity we've overcome all of it together and we are moving forward in a way where there's no end in sight and nothing excites me more. And honestly, I see that as a best, as one of the best birthday gifts that I can get. Joe, what about you? You're uh, you're the captain of this ship. <laughs> Despite wanting you're to stuff. reach through the computer and smack you, Arwen, when I found out his birthday, um, <laughs> you, you always underplay your role too much, Arwen. I, I don't run this. We run this. You and I. I keep forgetting that. I keep reminding you. <laughs> uh, nothing. I don't do anything as network without getting Ivarwin's approval, ever. Without talking to him about it, without going through the details with him, never. And that's just the way it is. And I prefer it that way. It's a check and balance for me. But when I started, I never ever imagined podcasting. I I listened to podcasts for years, um, and then out of the blue, I got an invite to do a show called Player versus Rift, and the bug kind of bit me. Then I started meeting really cool people through that, such as Ivarwin and other people, and and uh, then this whole thing came along. All I thought about was just I wanted to continue doing a show, just something a little. Uh, it was at the time just a hobby, something to have fun with, and enjoy talking about games. That's what I am. I'm a gamer. When we got, when I started working with Ivarwin, and the friendship started to build all the time, 
I started working with Lou, and, and again, another friendship started building. It became more than just a hobby. Quest Gaming Network has become my job and my dream job at the same time. With the most talented and amazing group of podcasters I, have, I could imagine to work with. And I still think to this day that we that Quest Gaming Network has some of the best podcasters on the planet, and I will stand by that regardless. And also some of my best friends, because Ivarwin has become one of my best friends, period. And I, I can't thank the guy enough for everything with this network. It wouldn't exist without him. It wouldn't exist without Dave, Fred, Lou, Dan, the whole staff. You guys are amazing, and it's just been an amazing ride, and I cannot wait to see what happens with the future. Things are only going to get stronger for us, and it's going to be fun. Well, happy first year anniversary, everyone. It's been one heck of a ride, and I can't wait to see uh, what's going to come up this year. And I know we're starting off year two of uh, of the network with just a really strong, a really strong vision forward. Yeah. All right, guys. Real quick, first before we move on, predictions for next year: Eugene in space or what? (laughs) 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 I to tell you the truth, I'm sorry, Dan, but I can't see that. Oh, and all in seriousness, no, Dave. I'm actually really working towards the idea of getting QG and staff to major gaming events like E3, PAX Prime, PAX, PAX East, that kind of thing. Minecon! <laughs> yeah, that's that's one thing that I can definitely see happening is moving not just not you know we've 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 established we've established the uh, the radio, the radio thing, uh the podcasting thing, the audio thing. We've established that. We've got a great we've got a great thing we're moving forward with it. I see us moving into news and those live events that Joe was talking about. We're going to be covering gaming not just you know in our virtual studio, but we're going to be on the floor at these these uh big time events. And honestly, we're going to be inside some of these these development uh houses in quotes. And I'll leave it there. But um by the end of this year, by by uh, by this this time next year, let's just say that um, I think we're gonna have we're gonna have another another three hour story to tell. <laughs> yeah, and we're gonna be scratching our heads at you know this this tiny little network grew, and now it's it's this this other thing that's that's here in in a year from now. I think we're gonna go ahead and wrap it up here, gentlemen. And Would you like some contact info? <laughs> I'm ready. Do it, Fred. Do it. Okay, you can find our network at questgamingnetwork.com. You can find this regular show at elderscrollsofftherecord.com. The regular email is elderscrollsofftherecord at gmail.com. You can also email our community at qgncommunity at gmail.com. You can visit our forums at questgamingcommunity.com. On Twitter, this show can be found at OTR. The Quest Gaming Network can be found at QG Network. Joe Wilson can be found at author J.R. Wilson. Evarwin can be found at Evarwin. And remember to always use the hashtag Evarwinny when you're tweeting him. 
Louis Olan can be found at GamerGuy11B. David Adams can be found at DNForce. Fred Woodley, myself, can be found at Sith Lord Corv. That's K O R V. Dan Wilson can be found at Boone underscore Teeny. And the QGN Anniversary Show is a Quest Gaming Network production and recorded in appreciation of listeners like you. Thanks, everybody, and uh, we'll do this again next year. Take care, everyone. Be safe, and may the foos be with you. Good night, everyone. Good night. Have a great one, y'all. <laughs> Take care, everyone. Same time next year. All right. All right. Yeah, Merry birthday, Varwin. Happy birthday, Varwin. Wait, hold on, who's got a birthday around here? Hey. Oh, shut up, Grandpa. Jay, go back, go back. This hashtag.